Hello everyone and welcome back to Live Truth. I am so excited for this episode. I have my, actually my friend, I'm going to call Melissa my friend. I don't think I've ever called you my friend. So <laughs> I consider yeah. you a friend. <laughs> I also consider you a friend. I'm glad. Yeah. It would yeah. be awkward if you said no. <laughs> <laughs> Very. Yeah. So yeah. I have Melissa with me today and you guys, I'm so excited for this conversation. I'm always inspired by Melissa's life and this heart full of work. So Melissa, you can just introduce Introduce yourself, say what you're doing, who you are, and yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, hi everyone. Yeah, my name is Melusi, and uh, I am a third year fine arts student at UCT. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I, I make art, I paint a lot. That's what I major in. And uh, yeah, I think that sums me up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just like... I think for me, uh, yeah, like Sifo said, I, I am passionate about the word of God and uh, I like sharing it quite a lot. And uh, yeah, I think that sums me up, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally those two things. Yeah. Okay, so I have to ask you this question that I ask everyone on Live Truth. <laughs> what does it mean to you to live truth? What does it mean to live truth? Yeah. Ah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be asking it more often, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess what it means to live truth, it, it, it means to live on something that is objectively true. Um, cause I think we find ourselves in a world where everybody's seeking truth mm. and you hear terms like live your own truth sure. or, you know, those kind of terms where mm. it's like live your own truth is subjective. And so I think what it means to me to live truth is to ask myself what is true and what isn't and if mm-hmm. i am going to seek, seek what's true then i have to seek it not subjectively but for what it actually is sure. or i think yeah whenever someone wants to know or t- talk about truth they should ask themselves what is true and what yeah. isn't true sure. not just subjectively you know mm-hmm. um and when we seek truth yeah we shouldn't be seeking it for it to only be true to ourselves yeah but we should be seeking it to be true in and of itself sure you know what i mean yeah that's when we can actually live a sustainable life Mm. because i think the place that the world or we find ourselves in today is that the world is communicating that we should look deep down inside to find our true self (laughs) so if we sit down and we look deep down inside of ourselves and see how we feel about something, then that is who we are. And whatever we put out into the world, based on how we feel, is who we are. But we know that our true feelings or how we truly feel about ourselves isn't always supposed to be celebrated or isn't always something that's objective, you know? And in fact, (laughs) the Bible says that how we truly feel inside is a lot of the things that cause problems in the world more than solutions because our, our nature in and of itself is sinful Mm -hmm. (laughs) so if we were to base our whole existence on how we feel inside then it's not based on something firstly it's not based on something that's sustainable yeah and then secondly our natural feelings are always selfish so the bible then teaches us to act opposed to how we feel inside Mm. because then it's more about others than more than it is about ourselves you know so yeah if we learned anything is that truth doesn't necessarily come from how we feel inside about something, mm-hmm. but it comes to what's true. It it comes down to what's true about the world yeah. and how the world really is, and mm-hmm. the facts or anything that points to what's true about the mm-hmm. world is actually found in Christianity itself. Yeah. 
Um, it really does point to what's true about the world and sure. its need for a savior. So, and that's the problem that it solves. Yeah, man. And how did you get to that place where Christianity was like the objectively, like the, the objective truth for you? Um, like yeah. out of everything. Out of everything. I just asked myself, is what makes Christianity true from every other religion or yeah. claims or anything that any other opposing views might claim? Sure. I came to realize that there is at least one thing that Christianity can claim that other religions can't claim. And it's mm-hmm. what I said. Jesus came and he, he died and he rose up and no other religion can claim that kind of thing. Yeah. Or at least... And even prove it. <laughs> and even prove it yeah. at the very least. You know what I'm saying? So uh, coming to yeah the evidence surrounding Christianity, I think that they differ in quality and racity compared to other religions because mm. usually the underlying facts about other religions are usually non-existent mm. or at very best made up sure. or just don't compare yeah. to the quality of the facts surrounding christianity so archaeologists historians even mm. atheists agree on the facts surrounding christianity mm. so when it comes to how it differs from every other view i think it differs in drastic ways yeah and also <laughs> like i said this God came and put on human flesh just mm. to identify with human beings and take their place and offer his mm. life as a free gift to us. Yeah. So then obviously that makes me have hope uh, because then if every other religion is fundam- fundamentally based on works, mm. then I can't be saved in that sense. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So because Christianity teaches that good people aren't saved, it's not that <laughs> good people can't be saved. It's yeah. just that whatever we, we mean by what is good, that standard alone is enough to show us that sure. we aren't that good person We're that not. we describe. Yeah. Okay, look at it this way. Say I don't believe in the Bible or any religion at all. And then imagine I die today. Now, I find myself in, front, in, in, in heaven now. <laughs> so imagine I die today and then I suddenly find myself in front of God. So now I start to think to myself, Oh man, he's probably going to ask me about the Ten Commandments or whatever the mm. Bible said. So I try, so I try badly to remember what the Bible said about the Ten Commandments, mm. but I rem- only remember four of those things. <laughs> and then I, and then I realized that I only got two of those four right. Yo. So at this point, I start thinking to myself, I'm probably in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just start imagine. So I just start, start to think to myself, well, it isn't fair that, you know, God would judge me on the Bible or anything like that because while I was on earth, I was a good person Mm. and I didn't believe in the Bible. So it isn't fair that God would judge me according to the Bible. So God being omniscient, he comes and he already sees that this is what you're thinking. Yeah. So he says to you, I see that you didn't believe in the Bible or live according to it when Mm. you're on the earth. While you're on earth, you were a good person, right? Then you agree to that. And then he says to you, I won't judge you according to the Bible. At this point, you give a huge sigh of relief because a huge burden has been lifted off the shoulder. But then he takes out a video recording. And then he says to you, instead, I'm only going to judge you by the standard that you set for yourself and wow. the standards that you condemned other people by. Sure. And now you start to think to yourself, okay, surely there isn't that many. Because I'm, in, as far as I'm concerned, I was a good person while I was on the earth. So you both sit there and he mm-hmm. plays the videos f- starting from the very first one and you both <laughs> sit there watching video recordings Tense. of every time that you got morally outraged when someone else did something that you considered to be not mm. good. So you both sit there and, and, and one by one he starts writing down each time that you got morally mm-hmm. outraged or told someone, and maybe in different ways he told someone and said something like, 
you shouldn't do that yeah. or you shouldn't tell other people how to live their lives yeah. or things like that. So he starts to write all of them down. As soon as he writes the first one down, you're hoping that that is all. But mm. you see that the list keeps getting longer and longer. And then, he st- and then at the end of it, he stops and he, he hands you the video record <laughs> or the list of things that you did wrong. So how bad do you think you would have done? I would have done horribly. Like, it's fine. Like, Lord, it's, I didn't make it. I did not make the cut. You know what I'm saying? You. So, even according to our own standards, yep. we cut, we are not good. No. You know what I mean? So, works or getting saved by performing good clearly doesn't save or solve any problem yeah. in the world, necessarily. Mm. Um, so, every other religion teaches that you must fundamentally mm. be saved by works or do something in order to get yeah. into heaven. Whereas Christianity, in Christianity, God is the one who does the hard work of building yeah. a ladder from heaven down to earth, coming sure. to save us and mm. identify with human beings. And he offers us his life that was morally perfect yeah. and morally just as a gift. Yeah. So why wouldn't we take it? <laughs> exactly right there. <laughs> you man, that's crazy. Um, and everyone can hear like right now how much wisdom you have. And like, that's the one thing that I like know from you is that like you study the word and I can tell that that is your foundation. Um, but it's like, it's not a thing of like, you just read like, just like a random passage and then you carry on with life, but you really like take time to understand the word. And it's something that a lot of people in our generation don't do, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, they prefer to just maybe just take what the pastor says or take what a devotional says, which are all good things. But I know that the Lord wants us to study the words for to study the word for ourselves and people understand what that is mm-hmm. so could you expand a little bit on the difference between studying the word and just reading the word during your quiet time oh okay. yeah or what does that look like for you yeah um i guess studying the word has to do a lot with trying to get an understanding of the whole picture mm. um and then i think yeah quiet time and devotional time is also great because mm. there's some things that you feel in your spirit more than mm-hmm. others at times yeah and that's usually that's how the holy spirit works it says he brings into remembers remembrance the truths about god mm-hmm. so there'll be times where you just feel or you resonate with something very much a particular scripture or something yeah. it could be something that the spirit is communicating with you in that very moment so i have a balance of both i would say um i do have quite a time where i just randomly have a scripture i'm reading it comes to mm-hmm. mind or something but then i also have study time where I know I'm intentionally trying to understand the context of which something was written, Mm. the background, who were the authors and what was it intended for? Was it intended for us to learn something? Was it intended to to be applied? Was it a story? Because, you know, there's like doctrines and Mm. then there's narratives in Mm. the Bible. So I think it's important for us to be able to differentiate between those, especially Mm. if we are going to reason why we have this hope we have mm. in Christ, like Peter says. Yeah. Is it Peter? Yes. Where he reminds us that, um, you know, always be ready to give a, an account as to why you have this hope that yeah. you have. And so if we have the, don't have this knowledge um, mm. of the actual scriptures themselves, then we might find ourselves just basing our whole hope on, once again, subjectivity. Mm. And, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that, Telling someone what God has done in your life is wrong or, yeah. or talking about personal experience is wrong. Mm. Of course, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But what I am saying is that um, when it comes to reasoning it out with someone who might want to understand or yeah. might want to get the whole picture, then it's important then to give a objective account yes. more than a personal experience. Because yes. someone else might come and say, 
well, when I pray to Allah or when I pray yeah. to the tree or when mm. I pray to the wall, I feel better or yeah. I feel good about myself, yes. you know. That's the claim that they can make. Yep. So what objective thing can you then put up <laughs> yeah. that counters that, sure. you know? So I think that's why it's important to have a, a balance a, a balance of both. Yes. Studying the word and having a devotional life. Yes, yours. Like, it's like I'm just making sure that your personal experience is like aligned with the word of God. That like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, you can have personal experiences where you feel good and goofy <laughs> and, you know, goosebumps and yeah. all of that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. But at the same time, be able to also have like, um, like some evidence behind the word mm. as to why it's true and yes. all of that. Uh, because yeah, people talk about personal experiences all the time, mm. you know, and personal experiences are usually subjective yeah. um, on how someone feels. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and I think like with studying the word, some people may be thinking like, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a leader. Why should I be studying the word? Like, what is it going to do to my everyday relationship? with the Lord. So for you, like you're literally out your students and everything. Um, but I know that you have been like studying the word for a while. Um, how does studying the word influence the way you do life and your relationship with God? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> studying the word, uh, influences the way I do life in terms of decision making, I guess, um, yeah. on a day to day basis. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think it helps me in that, it helps me to see the 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 world in what is yeah objectively true once again yeah. uh, about it mm. um before i can make my own conclusions mm. in terms of what i feel inside and looking yeah. deep down inside <laughs> on what i conclude you know um so yeah studying the word helps me on a day to day basis in terms of like seeing the reality of god mm. literally outside um yeah like without the word i don't think I'd be able to see the reality of God mm. or the, you know, the, 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 the proof behind uh, his existence and what points to his existence as yeah. well, or the existence of every other thing, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. It actually helps me to see things in, not only in their physical sense, but mm. also in their spiritual meaning sure. as well, because we know that according to the Bible, many times it says that, um, Everything that happens in the natural also happens in the spiritual. Yes. So if you look at every, literally even the parables, um, Jesus used earthly things mm. to tell a heavenly story. Um, so like the way you see things is different because there's spiritual backing behind sure. it or the word behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just look at, for example, the mountains mm. outside and how true it is of what the scripture says about them. Like he has set the mountains in their place and things like, all of creation is constantly worshipping God then you go to the beach yeah. and then waves are constantly roaring sure. and then what it says about how the waves die down <laughs> at the sound of his name sure. and you look at like you go to an ocean mm. literally by the river bank bah, it, it falls down sure. <laughs> and so yeah so you, you get to see these things from yeah. the truth of what they really mean wow. or what they are why they were created sure. you know uh, instead of just seeing them and, and, and thinking that everything is a coincidence, yeah. which is the case with most people. Sure. Um, it's just like, oh, look how amazing that is. But mm. there's no actual background to it at all sure. or anything like that. So it's important to read the word because if the creator of the universe has written a letter to us, which is the Bible, mm. um, giving us his truth about the world and its real state yeah. and its need for a savior, then I think it will be worth our time to just 
open it up and see what it says about yeah. the world and yeah. the the whole, about creation in general. Yeah. You, um, yeah. yeah. And like just like listening to you speak and with this answer. I think what's cool is that like it's, it sounds like um just like from like saying the word and really knowing it allows you to kind of in a sense kind of enjoy and appreciate life more in a mm. sense that's what I'm hearing and just like to really like be in awe of like what the Lord has done to be like to look at the trees and to think of scripture and you just like get a yeah you get to experience the fullness of it in a sense so like what would your response be to people who believe that the bible like is outdated and not relevant okay yeah i feel like your answer might be <laughs> about the fact that like you know what jesus died on the cross yeah, like well, well yeah like i think a lot of people look at i mean we we read a lot today right yeah. and we know a lot of history we know mm. a lot about historical facts mm. and it's funny how people just don't really wrestle with historical facts or mm. things that we read about like from the past and yes. they don't question them at all because they are facts they mm. were the events recorded mm. but when it comes to the bible they say things like um yeah it's an old book yeah and, but it's not it's not even about whether it's an old book or not it's about the fact that it actually is true mm. and the fact that it actually did happen and yeah. we want to base on uh, we want to base our hope on something that's sustainable yeah, sure. and not something that's ever changing right sure. so if the bible really did happen and christ really did resurrect from yeah, that then the sure. hope we have then should be secure Phew. because uh yeah, yeah, that fact still remains yeah. that he resurrected. And the whole hope of Christianity yeah. is that we too will be raised to life, just like as Christ was raised mm-hmm. to life. And so that's our, literally that's our whole faith. It's we too will be raised to life, just as Christ was raised to mm-hmm. life. And that's why we can look forward to the future, because we know that the truth of Christianity hasn't changed ever mm. since and it's still been the same. The promises of Christ still remain. Yeah. Um, a lot of the things that Paul was addressing in his letters was actually about hope for the future because mm. people had built up their faith on what God had done in the past mm. and they were also building up their faith on what God was doing at present, which was the love part. Mm. Um, but then he also tells us how we should hold on to the truths of Christianity mm. and hold on to these teachings because... For our, for, for our Savior is coming again. And yeah. this time he's not coming again to save anyone or to be crucified. Or mm. Like I was reading Hebrews recently, yeah. even last night, and mm. uh, how it talked about how, you know, Jesus is coming a second time. Mm. And this time he's coming to take all those who believe and have placed their faith in him, yeah. with him, to be, to be in glory sure. with him, you know. And that's a great hope because, um, so basically, yeah, now is the time where we should be placing our faith yeah. and seeking truth. Look, sure. seeking truth, if anyone is not Christian or anyone doesn't believe in God, mm. um, when they are seeking truth, one thing I should tell them is that when they are seeking truth, they be seeking truth for what is true and not just what is subjectively true to yeah, them. Yeah, and makes what makes them comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when we are presented with the fact, we'll take the facts as they are. Yes. And the fact is, this is what Christianity promises, that yeah. we will be raised to life um to to life eternal life with christ Mm. because he raised to life and we can we can have that assurance because whatever jesus's claims was before he died were validated after he died yeah you know what i mean because he did raise to life so we have reason to believe that he's fully god and fully man yes um when he was before he died Mm. he identified with human by having human nature and he was also fully god with the things that he did you know Mm. the miracles all of that um 
So we have reason to believe mm. what he said because he's the only one who raised to life yes. and ascended to heaven. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like mm. that should be proof enough for us to believe in what he says yeah. and uh, to hold on to that. Mm. Um, that's, what he, that's what he tells us. He says, yeah. hold on to this and mm. whoever holds up until the end will be saved. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so if anything... Yeah, you we need to hold on. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know what I mean. And I think like with that, like it's not yeah, because like yes, we can get saved. We can believe the word once, but then there's a thing of like it's so easy for any of us to get deceived. Like we're human. People will say something. You're like, yeah, I know this kind of makes sense, you know. <laughs> but if you don't have a strong foundation in the word, then like we'll easily fall away. Yeah. In a sense, and I don't want anyone who's listening to this who's in a place where they might be actually still be shaky in their faith, where they mm. not sure that they can actually hold on to the faith that they can hold on to believing that Jesus is real and is true and everything. Um, how would you advise for them to actually start studying the word so that they can, yeah, like that their faith can actually increase and grow in the word and, and in God. Yeah. If you're finding yourself in a shaky position or shaky ground or anything like that, I think just go ask yourself back, what made you believe in the first mm. place? You know, just going back to the basics of Christianity. Yeah. Literally, the basics is what I've been talking about right now. Yes. The basics is literally what I've been saying yeah. the whole simple time. Gospel. The simple, simple gospel is that Jesus died and rose from the dead. Yeah. And if you are finding a hard time to believe that, then I think um, you can research historically if it's true and if it's recorded or not mm. by virtually all historians once again mm. so then if that's evidence enough to prove that it actually did happen then your faith should be solely on that mm. you know what i mean um then if he's saying that we will be raised to life mm. once he returns just as he was raised to life yeah. then we should hold on to that no mm. matter how long the time yeah. you know what i mean um so that's what your faith should be on. It shouldn't be on if you're going to receive something because you follow him, mm. if you're going to get something because you follow him. The main primary reason why you should believe in him is because he was the only one who lived a morally perfect life yes. and a fully merciful life and a yeah. fully justified life. So he was the only person who can actually take our place mm. and die on that cross and pay the penalty that we would have had to pay. Yeah. And so by him offering us that life as a gift, like it's the greatest treasure we can ever mm. have because then now you you know for sure that at least you don't have the weight of trying to be a good person or morally right mm. or morally whatever. We live, yeah. in, we live our lives in gratitude to mm. what he did now. It's no more trying to prove anything to mm. anyone or to him. <laughs> it's now being thankful and receiving his life. And so we're living our life out of gratitude. So that's why we have people who serve. That's why we have people who go out and do... Um, missionary work that's why people we have people who are now witnesses to the word of god or who are choosing to be witness effective witnesses let me say mm -hmm. to the word of god you're so much wisdom guys melissa has so much wisdom thank you it's wild i'm always so blessed <laughs> ah, thank you thank you <laughs> having conversations with you thank you so much for being on live truth like oh, thank you for having really, me really really like, appreciate it and yeah ah thank you so much <laughs> yeah i hope you guys uh, you know, find what I said to, uh, at the very least, I hope you assess it for yourselves mm -hmm. and just, uh, yeah, just really like go, you know, Jesus said that the truth will set you free and the truth will set you free indeed. Yes. He, he, he meant that and it, he meant that in that he knew this type of thing would happen where mm -hmm. we find ourselves, people looking in their, according to their feelings to see 
yeah. how they feel about something to make it true. Mm. Um, yeah, and the, the, when you talked about, you know, the weight, when you said, I'll take your yoke and you can take mine, because mm. mine is light and mm. easy. He, he was actually really, in that context which I was talking about, he was really actually referring to the weight of the doctrines that we have. Yeah. And the, it's usually in our heads, the battles that we have, mm. you know, about things we need to get right and mm. what we need to make sure is perfect and yeah. all of those things. His truth then, <laughs> it gives us freedom, you know. Mm. Um, it, it says that his spirit brings us freedom. Yes. Then now we get to not sin or mm. the freedom that it brings us, like, ah, man, it's so amazing. Mm. We get to actually not sin. Mm. We're, not, we're not trying not to sin, but because of what we realize, what Christ has offered us, mm. we actually realize we get not to sin. Instead, we get to live for him. Now, you know what I mean? So it's... Crazy. Yeah, the spirit really does set you free in it that. It does. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're no longer are held to any theory or mm. any, you know, philosophy of some sort. And yeah. It's amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Live Truth. I hope that you guys were all inspired by Melisi to just really seek out truth from the word. Like that should be your foundation of truth. And if any truth that you believe about yourself, about life, about people or God isn't in alignment with the word of God, I think it's really such an awesome opportunity right now to actually sit down with the Lord and ask him to show you in scripture what is true about him, what is true about the word, what is true about yourself, and you will find it. So always remember to think truth, speak truth, and live truth.